Hello, my name is Gary Young, and I'm a partner here at Scarinci Hollenbeck with special emphasis in labor and employment law. You are watching part one of a series of videos where I explain and introduce to you the complicated but important world of the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, otherwise known as ERISA. If your company sponsors a benefit plan or is considering putting a benefit plan in place, you should at least have a working understanding of how ERISA may impact the benefit arrangements that you establish for your employees. The broad scope of ERISA's coverage has made this law the controlling legal framework for benefit plans of private employers in the U.S. Ignorance of ERISA can create significant legal risks to companies. The Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974 is considered one of the most complex federal statutes ever enacted. Its impact on employee benefit plans, both retirement and welfare plans, is so extensive that every sponsor of a plan needs to be fully aware of what ERISA is, whether an employer's plan is covered by the law, how ERISA works, and why certain provisions exist. ERISA is codified as part of Title 29 of the United States Code. Many of its provisions found in Titles 2 and 3 also appear in the Internal Revenue Code. ERISA enforces the legal requirements that apply to the formulation and administration of what is known as employee benefit plans, which includes employee retirement plans, which is defined to mean any plan, fund, or program maintained by an employer or by an employee organization, which provides retirement income to employees, and employee welfare benefit plans, which means any plan, fund, or program maintained by an employer or by an employee organization or both, which provides through the purchase of insurance or otherwise, medical, surgical, or hospital care, or benefits in the event of sickness, accident, disability, death, or unemployment, or any other benefit other than retirement pensions. If an employer provides these type of benefits to its employees, it must comply with ERISA. ERISA covers everything from required plan provisions to how plans must be administered. Subtitle B, which are the regulatory provisions, include the following. Title I, reporting and disclosure. Title II, participation investing. Title III, funding. Title IV, fiduciary responsibility. And Title V, administration and enforcement. Responsibility over these titles is divided between the U.S. Department of Labor and the IRS. ERISA does the following. It requires plans to provide participants with information about the plan, including important information about plan features and funding. The plan must furnish some information regularly and automatically. Some of such information is available free of charge and some is not. It also sets minimum standards for participation, vesting, benefit accrual, and funding. The law defines how long a person may be required to work before becoming eligible to participate in a plan to accumulate benefits and to have a non-forfeitable right to those benefits. The law also establishes detailed funding rules that require plan sponsors to provide adequate funding for retirement plans. It also requires accountability of plan fiduciaries. ERISA generally defines a fiduciary as anyone who exercises discretionary authority or control over a plan's management or assets, including anyone who provides investment advice to the plan. Fiduciaries that do not follow the principles for fiduciary conduct may be held personally responsible for restoring losses to the plan. It also gives participants the right to sue for benefits and breaches of fiduciary duty. It also guarantees payment of certain benefits if a defined benefit plan is terminated through a federally charted corporation known as the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation.
Within ERISA, various, quote, parties and interests, end of quote, from plan sponsors to fiduciaries to administrators are given specific legal definitions and obligations. ERISA defines the term party and interest as follows. A, any fiduciary, including but not limited to, any administrator, officer, trustee, or custodian, counsel, or employee of such employee benefit plan. B, a person providing services to such plan. C, an employer or any of the employees who are covered by such plan. D, an employee organization or any whose members are covered by such plan. Or E, certain majority owners of the plan sponsor. Parties and interests are personally liable if they do not fulfill their duties for their ERISA-covered plans. Plan fiduciaries have a certain duties and responsibilities. Examples of who are typically classified as plan fiduciaries are the plan sponsor, the board of directors, the trustees, the administrators, and plan investment advisors. While there must be at least one named fiduciary, the definition of who is a fiduciary is a functional one. This means that if you act like one or assume appropriate responsibilities, you are a fiduciary. In our next video, I will speak about the responsibilities and liabilities of ERISA fiduciaries. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me or any other Skorinci Hollenbeck attorney with whom you work. Thank you.